welcome back. We are now in part four of our four-part series, How to Live Happy and Passionate Through Recovery. If you have missed any of the previous series, feel free to go back either via podcast or in the social media or YouTube videos and go ahead and catch up as they've all built upon each other. And this is the final video or audio in the four-part series where we'll really wrap up exactly how we live passionate and happy through the entire recovery and basically recovery as a journey through life. We are all recovering, believe it or not, either TBIs or concussions or strokes or possibly just life, PTSD or events that we're healing from youth or just bettering ourselves. You know, possibly you're just taking yourself to that next level, that next chapter in your life and you just know that there's something more, something feels like it's missing. We're going to be focused on three final points in the four-part series. The first one we want to talk about is now that we have gone and kind of taken a look at our goals and our desires and really what fuels it and whether or not we scratched some of those initial goals and desires we had and recognized that we really weren't being true to ourselves and maybe you've done some reconstruction and your game plan and now starting part four it looks much different your goals in recovery chart look much different than possibly at the very beginning of the series and now that you have a little bit more clarity after doing some self-evaluation a very important part is now you must pay attention to your thoughts your thoughts will happen repetitively over time, subconsciously, they're always going. But it's slowing down your life, slowing down your schedule, kind of getting out of autopilot and beginning to pay attention to your thoughts and your thought patterns. What thoughts do you choose to meditate on or do you choose to ponder on? And what thoughts do you kind of just let flow through your mind? Now, one element about thoughts are that thoughts come and they're never ending and they, they can be a wave at times and not all the thoughts are actually even something that you intended to think upon you may have a thought come across your mind and be like oh wow maybe that's not a good thought or I definitely wouldn't follow through with that like in a moment of being angry or even a moment of desire if someone walks by but don't judge yourself negatively for those thoughts you just choose which thoughts you choose to receive and which thoughts you choose to dismiss you choose the thoughts on the attentions that you're going to meditate on or you're going to give more attention to. You may be in a committed relationship and you may find that you're, somebody walks by and they grab your attention, you know, or a thought comes into your mind. Do you choose to meditate on that thought or do you choose to dismiss that because you have supporting evidence based on your relationship that you're in and the commitment in your relationship and how important that person is to you? Or do you choose to ponder on fantasies in your mind? That is the difference between thoughts passing or choosing the intentions and the meditations of which you want to desire. Somebody makes you angry or someone says something to you and you feel an emotion of anger come in. Well, then some thoughts could follow up with that. Maybe you're in traffic and you're like, I'm going to ram the back of their car. Okay, well, that's not practical, but do you continue to think about that person and how you just want to smash their car? Or or do you sit there and be like, well, I don't know what day they've had. Or you know what? Does it kind of just go right out? Or do you choose to get angry on that thought? Or do you release it and say, no, you know what? I'm going to choose to be in a state of grace and gratitude, and I'm not even going to mix up in that anger because I know that ang anger 
energy and all that thought pattern doesn't serve me well. And so this is where really the effort and the discipline and the decision factor comes in on how you choose to live your life, what thoughts you choose to meditate on. And then from there, what thoughts you choose to actually put action towards and create an action and true actions or patterns and habits in your life all started as thoughts that you chose to create intentions or meditate and they got your attention and then you put movement or force or emotion created an action to those intentions and then an action was derived and so when you see the thought pattern and you see the domino effect and you see the power and truly the impact on your end actions that your thoughts have, you really can make massive action and create massive action in your life by starting in the very beginning of it all with those thoughts. Growing up, my dad told me time and time again that my mind was the battlefield. You know, he said, Francis, your mind is the battlefield. You know, take captive of every thought in your head. And that is so true. We can win the battle in our mind if we can choose to engage our attention and our intentions and our meditation to the thoughts that serve us well. We can fuel emotions that are empowering. However, if we choose to meditate on those thoughts that do not serve us, and those intentions that do not serve us or do not strengthen or better our lives and others' lives, those thoughts become seeds that when left can fester and create emotions like depression and anger and resentment and malice, and they directly impact and affect our entire life. So the mind truly is the battlefield and the beginning of a passionate happy life truly stems from the thoughts that you choose to place attention on that you give intention to or attention to and you meditate on it is in that moment that those thoughts get connected fuel and thrive certain emotions that impact and fuel how you feel and then will massively move you toward an action one way or the other. So paying attention to your thoughts is the first step in truly living a happy and passionate life. Now our second focus is the expectations that you have on yourself and on others. Have realistic expectations and goals on yourselves and others, first of all. When we're setting these high goals or high expectations, sometimes we create this movement toward achievement that can almost be unrealistic. Now, don't get me wrong. It is very important to have steps and goals, steps to action that you're going to take or else you're just whimsically kind of going to float around and you're going to have to kind of take whatever comes your way. So there's a difference between being present in the moment or just throwing care to the wind and having no clear direction in your life. So I'm not saying don't have goals, have goals, have direction, 
but the expectations we tend to place, for instance, for example, we can be in a relationship and you're, or you're a caregiver or possibly a significant other. You have expectations on them. You're expecting them to do things. Well, if they don't measure up or they don't necessarily behave and do those expectations, then you're dejected or you're upset or you're saying, well, I expected this of you. So rather, instead of placing expectations or possibly expectations on yourself, you expect to perform at a level. When you don't, you have self-dejection or you feel like maybe you failed. But when you actually take the approach of receiving with gratitude everything that comes your way, any time that caregiver does something or your significant other acts in a way where they do something for you or they openly receive you or they're there they're present and they're authentic in their communication you're receiving that there's no expectations or previous expectations that are there but you're actually in the present and you can receive it and you can appreciate and it opens this immense sense of gratitude and in that gratitude a beautiful energy and relationship is built because others feel that you have true authentic gratitude for what they've done and they they're like wow I can tell you appreciate me and then it further perpetuates them wanting to do more for you whereas the exact opposite happens if you have expectations on people and then if they don't perform to those expectations you have resentment or you're angry you can't hide those energies if the other person feels as though you don't appreciate what they've done for you up to that point or what they're doing for you because you're not seeing it because your intention and your attentions aren't placed on that. And think about how many times you never had to say a word to somebody. And that energy was so thick or you walked into a room and it was very real. It was as tangible as spoken words. And this is the power of replacing intentions or expectations with gratitude. So instead of having expectations, I would suggest that you replace them with gratitude and grace and receive yourself with gratitude and grace. Grace yourself for the mistakes that you make. Grace yourself for your imperfections. And as far as you can grace yourself, your own mistakes and imperfections, you will find that you can grace others. By the same bar in which you measure yourself, we tend to measure others. And I've experienced this in my own life. The more forgiveness and grace I could give myself and receive myself the more I had to give other people and the more my relationships grew and the more I saw that we are all just in this journey of life discovering doing the best we can trying to find ourselves wanting to be happy and passionate and when we approach each other in life in this from this element and from this kind of perspective and viewpoint it's easy to forgive you're in that, you know, traffic and somebody's just freaking out. And you can say, wow, they must have had a really crappy day. Or maybe their day got off to a really bad start. Man, I give them grace because I am so glad I'm not there right now. And it really makes life more pleasant and more beautiful and just a deeper, natural, innate sense of love, gratitude, life. And then that brings us to our third point more on slowing down and being still and being present. 
you know, when you can slow down and when you can stop that autopilot of just being reactory, the person flips you off, they honk their horn, you're pissed off, you're mad. And it's like this perpetual, just autopilot of emotional responses that a lot of us and most people actually move about and move throughout their day in this sense of autopilot, reacting to sensory, emotional impulses, other people. And it's kind of just this messy cluster that really doesn't serve anybody. And it really affects all of us, you know, in society as a whole, in our relationships. But as you can slow down, and now that you've been able to take that time to self-evaluate, to figure out your desires and where you want to go, and you break out of that pattern behavior, you can meet others with presence. Often, this autopilot is disguised as drive or ambition in order to meet our needs for certainty, safety, and security. You know, we're driven. We've got our goals. We've got our to-do list. We've got this. And if you kind of spend some of the time in this series unraveling why you do what you do or what kind of drives that, you will find that much of our ambition and drive is to meet the needs for certainty, safety, and security. And when we recognize that uncertainty is actually an awesome spice in life and that discovery is what most people are searching for when they feel like their life is kind of boring, mundane, something's missing. They're actually missing some of that uncertainty and some of that discovery that kind of sparks life, but that they're creating all this ambition and drive to create that certainty. And the very thing that they're doing is pushing them further and further away from kind of like that whole excitement and that newness. And if you can remind yourself that you are safe, not because you have complete control over the situations in your area around you and you control those people around you but rather you are safe because you understand that you are being true to yourself with your desires that you can give yourself grace and forgiveness and that you can have the tools to take on you know your day-to-day relationships and responsibilities with a new sense of presence and you'll evaluate it when the things come up your emotions do not control you they're merely your sensory to help you kind of ask yourself questions and learn a little bit more about what makes you tick and that you are secure in that. But that is actually, there's more safety and security in a happy life when you can be a little bit of uncertain and welcome that uncertainty and just really enjoy the fullness of life. So allow time for discovery. Greet others with presence. Meet every soul with recognition. We all truly want to be seen and heard, feel a sense of belonging. We want to belong and we want to be understood. Therefore, we must offer up the opportunity to allow ourselves to try to understand others. And when you approach your life through those youthful eyes of discovery, each day can be an adventure. Simply watch a child and how they can find awesomeness in the simplest of treasures and activities. It takes practice to stop the autopilot and to connect deeper with yourself, others, and life around you. Take this time as a gift to pause and reconnect with yourself, with your desires and the desires of those around you. 
You choose your path, your speed, and how you decide to receive each person and interpret each emotional response. How you interpret these emotions will dictate your day. Your perspective directly impacts your current position and state. Just take a moment to imagine sitting on the shoreline. You're looking into the most beautiful sunset, full of vibrant oranges, reds, and pinks. You can choose to gaze on that heavenly mosaic or alter your perspective by staring down at the sand. You cannot control every event, circumstance, or individual in your life but you can control your thoughts, or at least the thoughts that you have intentions on and can pay attention to. You find the still peace and the fulfillment of clarity when you slow down and you're present to yourself and those around you. By doing this, you design your journey and you influence your perspective. Your perspective is everything. What you choose to look at. For those of you that are working through the Concussion Recovery Guide, in the final section of the book, in the last chapter, in the recovery plan, I've provided PDF exercises with instructions on how to create new belief systems. And there's more on goals and recovery and the goal and recovery chart that you can actually download and fill out. We'll try to make the PDF link available on the keys to concussions.com and let you guys know the path to travel and which to get there. Feel free to go back and to um, re-listen to any or all of the four-part series. Remember, rep repetition is the mother of all skill. And this is going to take time and practice. You know, we have, many of us, we've lived a certain way and we've been in autopilot for so many years that in order to stop and implement new thought patterns and belief systems and creating your desires is going to take some time but it is so it's such a wonderful valuable gift to bless yourself with and for many of you that you might be parents and remember you can only take others or you can only guide and take your children as far as you have been if you're emotionally only living to a certain level, you're not going to be able to truly teach them how to even pay attention to their own personal desires, aspirations, or dreams. And maybe if your children are older, it's not too late. Quite often, later in the years of life, or even when they become cognitively older to understand, hey, we make mistakes, they appreciate the authenticity of you saying, hey, sorry, but you know what, I've learned some really cool new things I'd love to share with you. And travel there with your family, with your spouse. You know, feel free to share this with family and friends and people in your inner circle because it's truly a blessing. And it's like a drop and the ripple effect just continues to go and go. And remember, recovery is so much more than just TBI or PTSD or concussions or brain injury or anything else that you may be walking through right now. We are all journeying through recovery. Recovery is a life long just journeying everybody has something that they could use a little bit of an encouraging word or someone to help them get past and I want to leave you with 
my final prayer for you and for intentions in your life. Personally, being faith-based, Matthew, I love Matthew 7, 7 and 8, when it talks about, Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. And I truly believe this in life. If you seek and you knock and you are searching and you look and you take that time to journey within and to pray or meditate and you really want to look deeper, I believe that you will have enlightenment. You will have answers. And then I want to leave you with kind of like a, you can call it a prayer or intention that we actually keep on our refrigerator at home. But it says, I will greet each day with gratitude. So may you greet each day with gratitude. May you live each day with intent. May you meet each soul with presence. With gratitude and intent, may you be present in each moment. With recognition versus dismissal. May you live your life with connection versus correction. With curiosity versus assumptions. And with cooperation versus competition. May your relationships be filled with encouragement versus criticism. And empowerment versus judgment. Thank you for joining me through this four-part series. I hope that this information has blessed you as much as it blessed me in my life. And may God's grace and mercy continue to guide you and walk with you through your recovery and your amazing discovery and journey through life.